job searching, job hunting is lonely and exhausting and discouraging because you're going to get way more no's and you're going to get yeses. You're going to get way more um, negative outcomes and you're going to get positive outcomes. And so because of that, you need to be working on things. And I don't mean like actively work like laboring, but you need to be working on things or have other things in your life that are not tied to that. So that when you get a bad outcome with a job interview, it doesn't completely demolish you as a person because it's really easy to feel that way if that's all you're doing. And I say this because uh, both Ryan and I have experienced this. There are no rules. No rules. You're listening to Degree Free on the Degree Free Network, where we talk about how to teach yourself, get work, and make money. No degree needed. Here are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. Maruyama. Aloha, folks, and welcome back to Degree Free. We are your hosts, Ryan and Hannah Maruyama. On this podcast, we share fundamentals we've discovered and the mistakes we've made while self-educating, getting work, building businesses, and making money. We'll tell you how to make it happen. No degree needed. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. As you may know, or as you may not know, we have a newsletter that goes out once a week that you definitely want to get. It has degree-free jobs, resources, courses we found, stuff we think is cool, and then degree-free news like companies that are rolling back degree requirements and other interesting stuff. You absolutely want to get this newsletter. So run, do not walk over to degreefree.co forward slash newsletter to get that and sign up. All right. And let's get into today's episode. Today, we are going to be doing our third episode in our little mini series, Biggest Job Lies. This is uh, number three. You can go back and listen to uh, number one and number two. We'll link to everything in our show notes, degreefree.co slash podcast. And you can find them all there. Biggest job lies number three. You'll hear from us either way. Oh, <laughs> this one's rough. Yeah, you've probably heard this a million times in interviews or in the job application process. Quote, unquote, you'll hear from us either way regarding whether or not you've gotten the job. They're most likely lying to you. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not going to follow up with you if you didn't get it, probably. And so the beginning of this episode is really just going to be a rant. And we are going to talk about how we can deal with it and the different things that we can do in order to hear back from them. But first, we're just going to talk about how crappy it is. (laughs) Yeah. And this is like just so dumb. I hate this. Yeah. Because all you have to do in order to not be a liar is one... Just do what you're going to say or just follow through, follow through. Is that, is that right? Did I say that right? Yeah. Do what, do what you said. Yeah. Do what you said. That's more, yeah. Do what you said, which is yes. Let me know either way or two, just don't say it. Don't say it if you're not going to do it. Exactly. It's that simple. (laughs) It's rough. It's rough. And I don't think, I don't think that the recruiting person or the hiring manager or that human resources person, they're not doing it maliciously. Nah, it's just overcome by events. It's low on the totem pole of tasks that you need to... Exactly. And I mean, you didn't get the job. So not to say that you don't matter, but to them in their world... They no longer need to talk to you. Exactly. Yeah. Like they need to worry about the candidates that they did hire. 
or they're filling a new role and onboarding for that person or exactly what you said. Yeah. Filling a new role, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think it happens, like I said, maliciously, but it does happen. And I think all they have to do is just send out a two line boilerplate email that just says, and you could attach all the candidates. I mean, maybe you don't want to do that for privacy reasons. That's what BCC is for, folks. Right. But yeah, yeah, exactly. But you could just send out, here's a two-line email that says, thanks, better luck next time. Yeah. 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 Like, we'll file you away for later or something. I also don't like this because at this point in the job search, you've probably been looking for a while. If it takes 100 applications to get an interview, you're only going to hear these words once you've gotten an interview, basically, or at least done some other task other than just applying to jobs. Like you've done like a test or something and they've evaluated it and now you want to hear back either way, like an aptitude test or something, a skills test. And you're highly leveraged to the situation, or at least you've been through a lot already personally, that it's like, it's a bummer. It's super demoralizing because the silence is the silence is worse is is absolutely worse than hearing a rejection cuz just you just don't know and you're still waiting and right. it's just more of the waiting it is safe to say though that if you don't ever hear back from this company you you didn't get the job that is true but like when is when is that yeah is the question and it just leaves this big question mark this big unknown and now you're just like i don't know it's been 2 weeks but maybe and you're still like holding out hope too. It's the hope. It's the fragile bubble of hope, and you're just and you're just so tired from the job hunt. And then just the hearing nothing is is just really rough. That's not to say that these companies need to care about your feelings. No. And like I said, this is this part's just a rant. And so, they could if they wanted to be better. If they wanted to be better at their process. Right. Exactly. But they don't have to. Yeah. And it just doesn't matter. I mean. I wonder what the rehire rate from people that you put um that you say, you know, we'll file you away for later. I wonder what the re- what the what the reach out rate is to those people again. And that's going to be another episode. Don't worry. That is coming up on the docket people. That is another one. And if you guys haven't if you have been listening to these biggest job lies, number 1, number 2, and then now number 3, these are mostly my ideas like these are <laughs> if you can tell by this me talking the most yeah like i'm just ranting because these things bother me <laughs> i'm just here for I moral hope, support <laughs> yeah i hope that you find some value in it and i promise we're gonna get to that at the you know towards the end of this but at first like this just sucks yeah it does it, there's just no other way to explain it it's just the worst yeah, yeah it just it just really you're going through it and you're applying you might need the money. You might just want a better job or you just might want a different job. And you finally got the interview and you felt like you did well and you shake that person's hand and she tells you, he tells you, you'll be hearing from us either way. And then you're like, okay, like awesome. And then a month goes by, two months go by. And like I said, at that point, you've got to get over it. But it exactly what you said, that hope, is a little like a raisin in the sun. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's like sad. You know, you're hold you're still holding out hope because you're like, well, I didn't hear from them yet. Yeah. And it's like, but 
more than likely it's filled. Especially if you really wanted the job too. Or maybe not filled, but you didn't get that role. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know if it's filled or not. Right. But especially if you really wanted that job and you're still, but but you're still doing the looking and you're still going through the motions of the other things, it does really suck because you, you're, you're kind of waiting on them because you want, you want this specific role. And so it's, yeah, it's very, it's very, it's very discouraging. Yeah. And so I did want to say, I did want to give a shout out to those hiring managers and to those recruiters that do a good job at this because Mm -hmm. that's, it's really not everybody. It's not every company. There are a lot of companies that do tell you if, if, and when you've been eliminated in the process, I feel like it's getting better in, in, in a lot of ways because in the HR department, this is at bigger companies. Usually they have like HR automation processes, very similar, like marketing automation. Mm -hmm. So you can just tick the job has been filled or you can tick the box you have not been selected for this job and then it'll just automate emails to all the applicants that have gotten to a certain point mm. right it'll just send out the boilerplate stuff sure but even even without that automation there are a lot of hiring managers that do this task manually and that's amazing yeah because that's a lot of care to take for people that you're not going to be working with yeah it just leaves a good taste in your mouth that just the fact that they did what they said they were going to do yeah, I've had a couple. I, I I I've had very few companies actually follow up with me, but the ones that do after they turn me down, I always remember, and I'm like, oh, that was you know that was a stand up thing to do, was to actually inform the person that they did or did not make it. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like a good. It's like a, it's just solid. Yeah, yeah. I think the next thing is just kind of going over quickly. Like, why do they even say this? Like, why is it? Why are these words that come out of their mouths? I think they intend to. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, they think they have every good intention to. I think they absolutely have the intention to, or at least most people do. In their minds, saying it too is almost doing it. And they intend to, but then they just get busy. Especially if especially if it's not like not an, like an HR person that's responsible for the hiring roles, but it's actually somebody that's in the business managing the business and they're just looking for a junior person or whatever to come in like they're busy doing other things they have a lot going on exactly yeah and you know alerting the candidates that didn't get the role is just not high in their priority list it just falls to the wayside because it's not something it's not an essential task and i think another thing is that largely a lot of people i think expect us to be expecting to hear it i don't know if that makes sense how do I say that better? But if that does that make sense? Like they're saying they say it. Oh, you'll hear from us either way because they're expecting us to hear it come out of their mouths. Mm, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think I think I understand what you mean. And in order for them to fulfill that unspoken expectation, they just say it in a, in a closure type of way instead of saying like, Thank you so much for coming in. That was a great interview. Thank you so much for coming in. The receptionist will validate your parking on the way out. Oh, did you park in the building? Oh, perfect. They'll they'll, they'll validate on the way out. Oh, you think it's just part of the ritual knee-jerk reaction of a goodbye after an interview. Shake your your hand. Thank you. You'll hear from us either way. Uh, It's just like, I'm expecting you to say it and therefore you say it. Ooh, that is interesting. I think you might be right. 
Yeah. It's just part of the, you, this is what you say at the end of an interview, whether or not you're actually going to follow up. Exactly. Mm. I think you, I think you're right. I think you're right. And I, I get it. Like I said, just going back to the rant real fast. Like I get why they say that. And I also get why they wouldn't follow through. It's just like asking people, you know, when you ask people like, oh, how you doing? And then they don't answer and they say, well, how you doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a... It's just a ritual. Exactly. That we all do. Exactly. We've all, we've all, uh, we've all wordlessly agreed that this is what you say in that situation. Exactly. Hmm. Interesting. So now that we've kind of covered why they say it and what a bummer it is to hear it. And then and, not hear it. And then not hear it. <laughs> how do we deal with it? What can we do about it? Exactly. And there are a few different ways that we can deal with it. And the first one is going to be follow-up. And it seems simple. And it's like kind of like a no shit, Sherlock yeah. type of... It's like, duh. Yeah. Exactly. We talk about it all the time, but following up is huge. And all you really have to do is just have a few template emails ready to go. And it can just be like one for the next day after the interview, a formal follow-up a week after the interview maybe another one a week after that. And if you don't hear anything a few weeks after that, it could just be like, uh, well, keep me in mind for any other open positions. Mm -hmm. And at least that way you're being, there's a couple of things there. You've now given them a chance to respond to you, at yep. least. You've given, them, you've given them a chance to respond to you and to for them to tell you that you haven't, receive the role or that you have or that they need more information or whatever. So you've made their life a lot easier. Put yourself back in front of them because I mean, they might have a, they might have a candidate list. They might've interviewed 20 people for the role and they've only have one opening. That means they have 19 other people to email, you know, and then they're on, on top of it, they're doing all the regular work duties. They're busy. They might've forgot. Yeah, that's quite a bit to have to do. And so this is just a quick touch point that you can put yourself in front of them and just remind them, hey, I applied. I'm still interested in the role. Thank you for your time. Do you need anything else from me? I'm still interested in the role. Okay, never mind. Like a month later, thanks for your time. Keep me in mind for other roles. I think too of this list, a well-placed thank you. People can rain on the thank you notes all day long, but the f the fact is a lot of people don't do them because of that, <laughs> because of that attitude. And it's, it should not be glossed over the fact that if you do something that other people don't, you look different than people who do not do that thing. It, all it does is serve to make you stand out, right? So that's something to don't not send a thank you note because you heard someone somewhere somewhere say, oh, well, that doesn't matter. Those don't matter anymore, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying that that's going to get you the job, but it is something that you can do that maybe everybody else is not doing. And why would you not want to set yourself apart from the other candidates? That's my logic on that. Yeah. Well, and I feel like with thank you notes specifically, kind of going, continuing on your, on your tangent, the thank you notes are actually almost expected nowadays. And it's so simple to send one because, and I guess this is something, maybe this is a whole nother episode of like how to execute thank you notes well. But when I hear thank you notes, I, I always think 
of a handwritten thank you note. And that's not really... No, it's an email, people. It's an email. Exactly. Don't don't overcomplicate it. (laughs) Exactly. But in my head... When I hear of a thank you note, yeah, mine I think too. it's a, it's a handwritten, it's a paper, it's a paper good. Exactly. Yeah. And so maybe more accurately, at least for like dumb people like me, like calling, calling it a thank you email. Yeah. Because that makes more sense to me mm-hmm. in the verbiage. It's very clear. Yeah. Right. Whereas like, man, I, I don't know you, if you ever like, you, you have like, I don't know if people do this anymore, but if you ever get like birthday money from grandma, you know, she sends you like five bucks in an envelope and then you're expected to send you a thank you note. But is that, that's like handwritten. Yeah. And I'm just like, God, I'm not going to freaking do that. Like, I mean, like I will, but I hate it. Right. Or like when you're having a baby's first birthday or uh, whatever they do, what is that? Like gender reveals or um, anything where that you have a wedding yeah reception anywhere you have like that guest list and then they put down their address and like they're expecting a thank you note back so then you like write have to hand write like 200 of these thank you notes however big your event you just is don't like chores yeah exactly. <laughs> but ryan has this phobia of chores that are assigned to him by other people by them doing things <laughs> yeah. no but for i write me, all the thank you notes in our house the thank you note <laughs> is like if you if we think about it as a thank you email instead it's a it's, lot. It removes the barriers. Yeah, it's a lot. It's it. like, oh, okay. It's a thank you email. Yeah. It's not a thank you it's note. It's not an actual note. Even though right. I will say I've sent my fair share of actual physical notes because because I'm going, no one else did this. Absolutely. I know nobody else and did that's, it. And that's definitely something you can do. Yeah. And but you just leave like, a trail of people behind you that have gotten a handwritten thank you note from you. It's like not a bad thing. I agree with you. But it is hard, like especially nowadays too. like imagine you you're interviewing with a recruiter on LinkedIn and then somehow this recruiter from linkedin ends up with a with a freaking paper thank you note from you and they're like how did they get my address and it's also really it's also really labor intensive to find sometimes the correct address because people are remote now it's just a whole it's a whole thing right so the only sure way to get it to the person now for the most part is going to be to send an email and not to send an actual paper note but that's just a little aside Aside. yeah for about the thank you notes i'm just really passionate about thank you notes yeah and it's a quick, these are all quick thank you emails and, and a part of the whole interview process, you should be getting their emails anyway. Mm-hmm. And so this should be pretty basic stuff. Mm-hmm. The next thing that we can do to kind of overcome the kind of bummer of the, you'll hear from us anyway, and you don't ever hear about from them is to diversify. I mean this in two ways diversifying in two different places rather and so it'd be diversification amongst job applications and your job hunting efforts so that's let's talk about that first as we know if you've listened to this podcast for a while you it takes 100 applications to get an interview so you just have to keep at it i mean you just have to keep applying and keep applying and keep applying eventually with all of those applications in you're going to get multiple interviews And hopefully that one interview that you did where you didn't hear back from that person doesn't really derail you that much. It doesn't affect your mental well-being or whatever, because that's really all this is, right? I mean, that's really all this. You're just trying to stay sane. Yeah. That's really all this affects is if like, it just affects your pride basically. Yeah. And your sanity. Yeah. And your, uh, your momentum 
too. Right. But if you're, if you had a interview two weeks ago that you didn't hear back from, but then you had an interview the week after that interview and then another interview this week, it's not going to bother you quite as much because you're diversified. You've been applying to these jobs. And that one interview that it's been crickets on is just not as high of a leveraged experience. Does that make sense? Yeah, because it's not just one of one, it's one of three. Exactly. So it's not, it's only 33% of how you feel about yourself for interviewing. It's not 100% of how you feel about yourself for interviewing. And so the next thing that I meant by diversifying is diversifying your efforts in different areas of your life. So not just applying to jobs, but doing other things in other buckets. And this is something I think we've, we have touched on and definitely will again, but job searching, job hunting is lonely and exhausting and discouraging because you're going to get way more no's and you're going to get yeses. You're going to get way more um, negative outcomes than you're going to get positive outcomes. And so because of that, you need to be working on things. And I don't mean like actively work, like laboring, but you need to be working on things or have other things in your life that are not tied to that. So that when you get a bad outcome with a job interview, it doesn't completely demolish you as a person because it's really easy to feel that way if that's all you're doing. And I say this because uh, both Ryan and I have experienced this. When that's all you're doing and you're singularly focused, good to be focused on a goal, bad to be so focused on it that your entire self-worth is tied up in that goal and the outcome of it because it can just torch your week <laughs> or your month sometimes. Um, and so you want to have other areas of your life that you're working on something, you're working to improve, you're working towards some sort of growth so that you're not completely, you're, everything about you isn't affected by whether or not you get a job. Yeah. And I guess to make it more specific about what we're talking about here is like the, you can't control whether or not these companies call you back. I'm not even talking about getting a job. Like, I mean, obviously that's the end goal. This is why we're doing all of this stuff is to get the job, but I'm just talking about getting that call back or after the interview, right. Yeah. Or just hearing anything mm. rather than silence mm -hmm. out, of, out of it. I agree with everything that you said, everything that you said, but we can't control whether or not they tell us we've got the job or not. Like we can't control them sending that email out and saying, hey, thanks, thanks for the time. Get them next time, champ. Yeah. Like we can't control that. And But we can control, obviously, like we talked about, we can control putting in 300 applications, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, okay, so that's diversifying the applications. But if you're putting in 300 applications and you get zero interviews or you get one interview, out of that. Now you're super highly leveraged that one interview. And now it's been a month since that interview. And you thought that you did well. The reason why you thought you did well is maybe that interviewer said that you did well and they're like, oh, you know, they're super excited about it and you haven't heard anything back. One, obviously, if you're 300 applications in, maybe you got to change something up. Yeah. You got to change something up. Yeah. Maybe that needs to be tweaked a little bit. <laughs> right. Exactly. The way that you're applying your resume, something's got to change. Yeah. But also, if we go and put our efforts in something else, maybe you haven't heard back from that one interview, but maybe you went out to the skate park and you landed that trick that you've been trying to land for the past month. And so while you still haven't heard back about that job, you did land that trick and it's an awesome day. Yeah. 
And it doesn't have to even be some big, like, it doesn't even have to be something like that. It could be something really simple. Like you're just trying to read all, you're trying to read, read all the Harry Potter series. And so your goal is to read like three chapters a day. And as long as you get those three chapters done, it's one other silo that you can complete that you feel like you're making progress and something you want to do for yourself for whatever reason. Yeah, exactly. Like it can be a small thing. It doesn't have to be some big, like your goal could be to walk one mile a day. Your goal could be to spend like, you know, 20 minutes with your kid or your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend in the morning and just like talk to them and be intentional about your day. That's, that's something you can be doing too. Right. And you're just getting wins in different areas of your life. Yeah. Right. I mean, whether it be playing a game, video games, spending time with your family, working out, whatever it is, it's just good to diversify in multiple ways. Mm -hmm. The last way that we can deal with this is going to be the least effective way because we're still relying on other people. But what you could do is you could try to reiterate and encourage a date for them to follow up with you. Mm, that's and, a good idea. And so, but this is going to have to go back to when you're having the interview, especially. It's part of that initial conversation. And so at the end of the interview, you can save this for whether or not there's that portion of the interview where they ask you, where, most interviews will ask you, do you have any questions for us? Or do you have any questions for me? You could ask this question now or at the very end when you're shaking hands and, you know, saying your goodbyes, you're, you're closing it all out. You could, you could say, okay, well, oh, you said that I would hear back from you. When can I expect to hear back from you? And then have them give you a date and they'll say, oh, next Wednesday. Or they say, oh, well, you'll hear within the month on about whether or not you got it. And so the last thing that we can do is gonna be the least effective because it is going to rely on them still taking an action, which is telling you whether or not you got the job, which is the least effective. But you could try to solidify a time or a date of when you expect to hear back or when you should be expecting to hear back by. You're kind of getting them to opt in. Exactly. And so you, there's a couple of ways that you could do it or a couple of places in the interview where you could do it. And one of them is going to be at that, well, do you have any questions for us phase? After you've asked your smart questions that you've been thinking about, the last question that you could ask is say, oh, well, when can I expect to hear back? When can I expect to hear back about this? And then they'll say, oh, well, we're, we're looking to make the decision within a month. And it's like, oh, okay, perfect. And do you let your candidates know either way, whether, whether or not you've, uh, whether or not you've gotten it, or do you only tell the people that go on to the next round? And then they'll say, then they'll clarify with you and they'll say, we oh we let everybody know and then at the end when you're saying goodbye shaking hands kissing babies you can say one more time oh awesome thank you so much for the interview this has been great i really look forward to hearing back from you whatever whatever i look forward to hearing back either way by this date uh, and just reiterate and just reiterate Ah, uh, that is a good, that's a really good tactic. That's a really good tactic. As far as, 
as far as you know you're you're just sort of you're just sort of repeating that you're expecting to hear back so i feel like that would increase their likelihood of responding to you i feel like i would be more likely to respond to somebody who had asked me that question exactly i'd feel more accountable not only that i think the key thing here is to try to get a time frame out of them because then you can follow up not only can you follow up but then because it came out of their mouths now it's on them right instead mm-hmm. of saying like you'll hear you'll hear back from us either way you know we'll let you know whether or not you've got the job and just lead, letting it go and it's just being like some ethereal non-existent time frame if you say oh when can i expect to hear back from you exactly and then they give you a time mm. they're much more likely to let you know because they said it right they agreed like i said this is the least effective quote unquote way because it still relies on them taking action yeah whereas the other two or three i guess if you count diversifying being two those were all the ball was in your court right right but still that's if you're gonna do it that's a good i I wonder too if you could say um in that end after you ask um you know, do you have any questions for us? After you ask, when do you follow up? If they give you a time, you know, within a month, you would just say, oh, um, when, you know, when is it okay for me to follow up with you if I don't hear back? Yeah, that works too. Because I thought that's another way too that you can give yourself, because uh, there's a lot of second guessing too in the uh, follow up. Sometimes you're like, is it too soon? Is it too late? Is it too soon? Am I being annoying? But if you ask and they tell you, oh, like, you know, after two weeks, if you haven't heard back, just shoot me an email. And now you know when you're not being annoying. Right. And then also, instead of saying that, what you could do is you could just send an email, say they say two weeks, you'll hear back within two weeks, instead of saying, oh, when can I follow up with, instead of asking permission, like you just ask for forgiveness, you just follow up anyway. Mm. But at that two week mark, what you could say is, oh, well, this is when I heard back. So, you know, I mean, you don't want to self-eliminate yourself from the job, but you, this is, that is when you could say, well, if you've hired other candidates, well, I guess let me back up. You could say, thank you again. I'm still interested in the role if it hasn't already been filled. If it has been filled, since this is the day that you've said that I would hear back, bye. Please keep me in mind for other roles, whatever. Thank How you for I, your time. Thank you for your time. However you want to mm. try to create a professional networking Follow-up. relationship, whatever, nice. with this person. I like that. I like that. I think that's good. Yeah. It covers all your bases. Yeah. I really like doing these series. Uh, if you guys like these series, please let us know. Contact- Tell us what the biggest job lies you've heard. Right. Yeah, please. Are. Contact at DegreeFree.co or you can uh, hit us up on our social medias at DegreeFree on TikTok, at DegreeFreePod, pretty much everywhere else. Ryan wants things to rant about, guys. Yeah, I know. Well, this one really, this really, really grinds my gears. This one really... <laughs> really get your goat yeah and so hopefully there are three ways that we can you know deal with this and you know the unfortunate thing is this is still gonna happen yeah it is but now at least you have some actionable things that you can try to mitigate it and feel a little more control over the situation if you want to hear more from us because why would you not then please go ahead and run over to degreefree.co forward slash newsletter and you will get a weekly email from ryan and i straight to your inbox and uh if you guys wanted to reach out and say hi please shoot us an email contact at degreefree.co we do read them yeah let us know what you're thinking. Let us know any feedback. Let us know the biggest job lies that you've been told. Really, 
We want to know. We want to hear them. Yeah, exactly. And maybe we'll make an episode about it. That's pretty much it. If you'd like to support the podcast, please consider leaving us a review. Other than that, until next time, aloha.